This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on Old Dan here in South Louisiana. It's good to be back with you folks. And I praise the Lord. And uh, the Lord has been gracious to us, kept the finances on level, even keel to where we were able to stay on many of our radio stations. We had to cut two or three stations because of other problems rather than financing. But I find as a whole, as a rule, that most of our station managers and owners are very, very cordial and very appreciative of the old Trailblazer broadcast. And I have a personal relationship with many of them. And they, they tell me they appreciate the old-time, old-fashioned gospel messages that we bring. So I asked you, if you have a local station in your area, call up the manager there and tell him you appreciate the old Trailblazer broadcast. He'll appreciate that. He'll, he'll be glad to hear from you. Tell him who you are. Tell him you listen to the old Trailblazer and you're one of his supporters. We get radio station managers that send us a check periodically to help on the broadcast. So they're just like you and me. They want to see the gospel gotten out. And they run a business. It's uh, hopefully profitable for them and for their management and their ownership. But let's uh, let's get back to our study. We're looking uh, at a study now on the home. We started there three, four, five weeks ago. And let me go back and read a portion here about the home. Be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. The home was the first institution that God established. It was established by the Lord God himself. He dictated the bounds of that home and laid the foundation of it in the first marriage, according to Genesis 2.24. The Lord Jesus Christ was born in a home and spent his early childhood in a home. One of the first acts of his public ministry was to honor a marriage with his divine presence. Christ made a home, a home, his headquarters. He spent, spent his time there with those whom the Lord had called. Satan today is doing his very best to wreck our homes because the home is a foundation of all society, the church, and the nation. Let me just stop here just a moment, take time out to mention that Satan is a living, real person, my friend. He was the highest archangel in heaven, the most beautiful thing to look upon until sin was found in him, and he was cast out of heaven onto this earth. And now he is a prince in the power of this earth. He's a, he's a spiritual being, yet he has the influence to, to sway minds and to sway hearts and to, and to cause derision in the home and to cause anything that he sets forth if the Lord allows him to it. The scriptures tell us in one place, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Have you ever done that, my friend? Have you ever tried that? Satan's there wrecking and ruining your home, causing confusion. Uh, are, are you are you going along with him on everything, cooperating with Satan? My friend, don't do that. My friend, if you're, if you're causing derision in your home, Dad, seek the Lord while it may be found. Mother, if you're causing that derision, if you're unfaithful to your husband, ask the Lord to give you faith and grace to get honest. You and, you and your husband get honest with each other. Confide in each other and love each other like you did back there maybe in the early days. I know what we're facing today in our homes. I know that. We have many, many of our folks who are uh, living together in sin. Oftentimes they go ahead and get married. But what, what kind of a foundation is that? They both look back and said, you were, you, you were sinful before we married, and maybe you're still sinful. I know those things happen, my friend. When the home is wrecked and the foundation caves out, then the superstructure collapses. 
We're facing a great collapse today and have been for the last 40, 50 years. No longer does the average person have time or does he take time to build a home based on God's Word, based on the foundation of God's Word. Now, we've been here in this study quite a while, and we've seen the first home there that the Lord put together. Then we saw that man was the head of the home. That's an interesting study. And now we're looking at the woman, the queen of the home. I mentioned to you two or three times, these messages are on CDs. We put five 15-minute messages on one CD and offered them for $1 per CD. $1 plus postage. And I did it on purpose because I see the need. I see the, the, the homes being wrecked and ruined. I see young people separating and splitting up. Uh, in, in the first six to eight months or a year or so of their marriage, I see older folks living, been married 20, 30, 40 years now, and sin has moved in there, and they, they divorce and split up and wreck those homes and wreck the children's lives and all of those things. And I believe if you get these messages, it, it's according to God's Word. What I'm, what I'm bringing you is not my Word or not some uh, psychological or physiological uh, thing that I've read off of some book somewhere. No, this is God's word I'm bringing you. And I'm bringing you this now. We're looking down. We come down to that portion. The woman, the queen of the home. I, I, I like to just set, set forth how the Lord expected. The Lord said the man is the head of the home. He's the head of the wife, head of the children. He follows Christ, looks to Christ. But the woman, the woman is the queen of the home. She is the She's the keeper of the, of the home, keeper of the family. But listen, uh, is that the way it is in your home, my friend? Oh, my friend, there's a revolt today. There's a revolt in the heart of woman against man's leadership as there is in the man's heart against Christ's leadership. It's almost, and I would say completely, worldwide. You find evidence everywhere you turn. In Ephesians 5.22, we found there... The Word of God says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. Now, here is God's instruction or injunction to every wife to submit herself to her own husband as unto the Lord. You see, the husband is to submit himself unto the Lord as the head and voice of authority. And then the woman is to submit herself unto the husband in the same manner. Now, I have... Women call me, ladies call me, and they want to know if they're to follow their husband into sin. He wants to go to the bar room or to the honky-tonks. He wants to go to ungodly places. I tell you, no. No, no, the Lord don't expect you to partake of his sin. Now, we'll get into that a little later, but you just kindly refuse. Darling, I just can't go. The Lord won't let me go. That may be his practice day in and day out night in and night out to spend his time at the pool hall or the honky-tonk or anywhere. But if there's sin there, my, my lady friend, you are obliged not to go. And the Lord will forgive you in that case of not obeying and submitting yourself to your husband. Now, I know it causes a rucus sometimes. I know that. I've been there. I've seen those things. I've counseled with men and women who have that problem. But I tell you, if you look to the Lord, if you seek the Lord's face, he'll give you grace. Day in, I, I, I've been trying to describe a godly home where the man comes home at night after working all day and comes home to a place where he can pull off his shoes and, and get in his chair and relax there a little bit after he's 
got through outside, maybe, if he works in a plant or somewhere, he doesn't have a lot of chores to do outside like farmers do. But whatever you live, my friend, whatever your, whatever your occupation is, you come home, you want to get away from the riffraff of the world, you want to get inside where it's quiet, and you come home to a godly wife there that's been there all day if she's not working out. A lot of our ladies work out now, I know that. But you come home, and the children are in submission in their room, getting their homework and doing those things. And you could sit quietly there in your lazy back chair and rest and recline just a little bit before supper time. And then you come to supper, and the children all come in, and let's eat supper together and talk about what happened at school today or talk about what happened on the job and talk about things that, that uh, identifies with the family and the home. And then after supper, the children, if they're big enough, get in the kitchen and clean the kitchen like my children did. I had three, two girls and a boy. And when their mother got through at the kitchen, set the dishes on the snack bar, the children, we didn't have to say one word. They knew exactly what their job was. One of them washed, the other dried, and one of them put away. And uh, there was no confusion. I'm sure there was times when I had to be sharp with them a little bit. But my friend, they're, they're children. But if you love them, they'll do what you ask them to do. They'll do what you tell them to do. And you and your, you and your wife can go back into the living room there somewhere and get quiet. And I don't know what your practice is. Some people sit and watch television. That's, that's not the best thing in the world to do. Get your mind all warped up and twisted up. But the main thing is that there's peace and harmony there, that there's no confusion. The man is, is taking his place as the head of the home. Not a tyrant, I tell you that. I get tired telling you. Not a tyrant, not as an infidel, not as a whipcracker. No, but in kindness and in love. And uh, thanks Things maybe need talking about him and his wife. You don't talk about your business in front of your children. I've seen that happen where the kids knew all about everything. You don't need to do that. They don't need to know what that you that you are over your head in debt. They don't need to know those things. That's a burden to the children. But quietly, soon they'll be through in the kitchen and get them, get them quiet. And if they haven't got their homework, let them get all of that together. And before bedtime, if it's your practice, if it's your practice Call them together and read a passage of scripture to them and pray with them. Now that's a that's an ideal thing, isn't it? Isn't that isn't that ideal? But no, my friend, not many do that. I find it not many do that today. No, sir. And I could be critical of all of those things, but I'm not critical. I know that there's things that distract us. I know that kids are going somewhere almost every night to some school function and they they miss out on those things. But I always tell you this. If your boy is playing football, my friend, you go with him. If your daughter's playing uh, soccer or sports or basketball, mom, you take her. Both of you take her. Be there when the game's over and bring her home. Oh, you know how I feel about those things. And I tell you, there's not a thing in this world wrong with going watching a, a, a football game. I had a man call me last week, criticize me to the to, to the to the fly wouldn't light on me because I mentioned that I carried my daughter to basketball. But my friend, I went with her, and I took her, and I was there. And if she needed me, I was right there. And i tell you one thing, uh, she never gave me any trouble. She never smoked dope or run around. She never do all those things. She's married now and got two big old children, two grown children. And I tell you, I love them. I love all my children. I have two daughters and one son. But my friend, I'm just telling you what the Lord expects. I told you earlier on how that we listened to the radio out of New Orleans to hear Pastor Shelton preach. 
And we couldn't go there every Sunday, but we'd get up on Sunday morning, listen to the broadcast, the children would get ready, put on their school clothes or church clothes, and sit up and listen. And uh, then uh, noontime, the same thing. But my friend, I know, I know what Satan does. He wrecks and ruins everything he puts his hand on, and he wants you to be in a continual battle. The courts are overrun with, uh, with the divorce courts. They're having to build new buildings and hire new judges to take care of all those things. And the juvenile facilities are run over with hooligans that never were made to mind. We're going to get in that maybe in our next study a little bit, but this is the old trailblazer. Remember, these messages are available on CD now, five on one CD for $1 plus posted. And uh, I told you the other day, you got somebody out there just cannot afford it, you call me. Let me know. Talk to me personally about it. We'll see if we can't do something about that. But I want to remember, want you to remember, help me with the broadcast a little if you can. Keep this message going out. You don't hear many messages like this, do you? You don't hear the truth much, do you? No, we have these high rollers now. And all they do is ask for money. We don't do that. But remember, my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.